1: Andrew?
2: Hello. How are we, mate? Um, that's a big question. <laughs> Today it's a big question. I uh, I feel like shit, if I'm totally honest. And you're going to want the backstory. I know you are. Yeah, um, always, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, I I tell you why. I mean, look, every time we catch up... <clears throat> when we do the podcast when we used to do the podcast and when we didn't do the podcast it was it was also like you know there was so much to unpack every time you said hey how you doing Uh, and that's why we're recording again but um you know you walked in the house I was like don't say too much like (laughs) (laughs) ask me how I am when we start recording and here we are um here goes I it's Monday morning I slept pretty much most of yesterday certainly turned my phone off yeah. And, uh, which I do a lot on Sundays, actually. I don't know if, it, like, Sundays are my sacred day, yeah. you know, um, where I don't do any work. I don't look at an email. I barely look at my phone. Um, you know, I make Sundays very much about me. And, um, yesterday was no exception, except in the morning, I was de rigging, uh, for four hours, uh, because we, Acme, Acme Fire Cult, uh, we did the London Craft Beer Festival, so we, we took um, all the gear down on Thursday, and we had two uh, Friday lunch and dinner, Saturday lunch and dinner. We had actually four, you know, massive services for, you know, uh, putting out <laughs> just some, some, just that I don't cook. want to say, barbecue food, live <laughs> fire food. Um but it was so exhausting. Like, you know, this is, it's, it's, to answer that question, I am exhausted, yeah. I'm, uh, I've, my body aches. I don't know how I got through the weekend, but we did. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I feel that I need another rest day. So I probably, I'm not gonna do too much work today. And that'll be like two days off in a row, which would be perfect. Um, that's supposed to be normal life. Right? It's supposed to be normal <laughs> life. It's not mine. Like I, I probably work for six days a week and have done for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, years. But that's why I make Sunday sacred. Except yesterday, yeah, we were de rigging, so it was an early start, getting down to the Tobacco doctor, start taking the frames down and driving. The, the, you know, one of the things that I have is like, you know, for the company, I organise the events, um, and then I have to drive <laughs> cause I'm one of the few people that can drive. So I drive all the gear to the events we set up and then um, I have a cook because I'm one of the few grill chefs that we have. So um, it's intense, you know, and, and all the weeks leading up to these events, there's a lot going on, you know, with, with your headspace, you, you, you know, you're thinking about so many things. Um, Dan, you know, works incredibly hard prepping with the team, to get that done and you know organizing those bits. But I think there's this once the event's done then there's this shift there's this kind of like you know wow that's that's gone. Yep. And it's and I'll say this look, it's a lot of fun. I love doing the events. But it's the weight that you carry going into them for weeks leading up <clears throat> to it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. And even the anxiety that you carry around like waking up at three in the morning going oh shit what about this thing it's like dude worry about it when you wake up <laughs> yeah. there's nothing that you can do at the moment so we've got one more like a big festival left this year and hopefully on the back of the weekend just gone you know it's pretty formulaic yeah, because we're yeah, sticking yep. to the same menu same team that kind of stuff uh, there's a few logistic things but wow you know physically it's demanding yep. Um mentally it's draining and yeah going back to how I feel today I feel exhausted because it's a combination of all those things very little sleep in between you know yeah 5am starts and then getting home late and being on the grill drained you know when, when you're around the fire and there was three of them <laughs> there were three fires around me you know it that it zaps your life force you know yeah, I love it, it but you know there's only so long you can do that kind of intense cooking um you know so a big weekend of festival isn't terrible but you know you you have to make sure that you put a bit of time aside to say look I've got to get back to you know, myself yeah. <laughs> these 12 pillars you know or any of the pillars the problem is I didn't do hardly any of them because there is no time to do that you know um exercise <clears throat> well, you could say it's physically demanding, and you know lifting frames and you know putting things on vans, lifting stuff off the vans. You know, there's a lot of that. There is a lot of movement, um, although it's not full movement. Some you know during the festival, you've got to find time to just stretch stuff out, and yeah. you know, <clears throat> weirdly, in the middle of this kind of band stand that we had set up in, I, I still managed to sit there. <laughs> with people around me and you know get a bit of meditation in because you know it it just felt appropriate (laughs) um eating well didn't really happen I was we were cooking a lot of pork belly so I think I had my fill of that but you know you don't really get a chance to eat and I think all the Friday I was um I was just feeling nauseous you know so I didn't have an appetite whatsoever I didn't eat at all Friday hydration I, I think the second day was better than the first yeah but i still even yesterday i was just struggling to feel hydrated in any way drinking lots of fluids but uh obviously very little sleep and rest um and this is the real i I guess this is the thing about perhaps this episode is rest and you know the importance of it because here i am I, i i probably mentioned it in one of the previous uh episodes but you know i I'm proud about, you know, where I am in life now and the the things I put into my life to feel, you know, physically good, mentally great. Um, I take a lot of supplements. I drink my green juice, you know, I have all these things and yet my nemesis is rest. If I don't have adequate rest, as I haven't done, and I'm sitting here now (laughs) answering your question. How do I feel? I feel awful, and I feel like I've got a bit of a head cold coming on. Yeah, because that's it—that's my kryptonite. If I don't rest, it doesn't matter what supplements, what exercise, any of that. I'm gonna feel like shit. I'm gonna probably get a cold. Yeah. So here we are.
1: When you drop, when you drop, you know the amount of rest that you're getting, and then you whack on top of it, you know, anxieties and um, you know <clears throat> expectations of yourself and what. You know, actually going to get out of that weekend and then you then filter in the amount of hours that you then chuck in stood up which you know both of us have gotten to a point where you know we can work hard just as hard as everyone else but we've got into roles where we don't have to be stood up for that length of time all the time anymore you know i had the the same thing as you you know I, i did A few, you know, last week and the week before, you know, a couple of 14-hour shifts in a row, different places, different people, you know, different menus. You know, I have the luxury, like you, of being able to pick up a menu, like, the second I walk in somewhere and and cook it. Mm. You know, a lot of people can't do that. But you're then sort of working hard for multiple people, and you're stood up, and you're mentally having to get your head around all of that lot. And then you're just like, shit, I have got up two hours earlier than I normally would or and I've gone to bed two hours later than I normally yeah. would. And, it's the break of routine, yeah. right? And, it, and it, it has a huge impact. You know, I'm, I'm still, you know, extra, obviously I mentioned it before, you know, not being not being able or well enough to have been going to the gym as much as I was but, you know, I'm still going three, four days a week now um, and no amount of extra support from, you know, being healthy is actually accommodating that lack of sleep. Mm. It is
2: exhausting. Yeah, and it's, you know, we've worked as chefs for, I mean, I've been doing, this is, I'm in my 25th year now, 26th year, actually. Um, You know, granted, I don't do service, as I used to, but it wasn't that long ago that I kind of gave up. And, you know, when I open restaurants, I give my everything. I'm there all the time until it's in a place where, you know, a head chef can take over and run the day to day. Um, But like I said, you know, I work six days a week. So there's consultancies, there's events, there's lots of other bits of organization. Um, So whether I'm doing a physical job or I'm, you know, a mentally, you know, draining job it, it, there's I'm constantly doing stuff I'm, and I do love it I mean I I wouldn't do it if I didn't you know what I mean yeah, yeah. but it is it identifies to me that when you do like you know, for the festivals and you're putting yourself through these you know small um uh you're breaking the routine you're doing something that is like you know above and beyond what you would normally do yeah, yeah. you know working hours that are just incredibly you know long laborious and then the d-rigging I mean that comes with another amount of kind of physical exertion and and, and stresses as well um so yeah I, you know I got back yesterday and I was like I've not felt so drained in so long and I was useless you know I was falling over luckily in the house <laughs> on my own and laughing about it but it was just it's I felt drunk yeah I don't drink you know I i, I felt as if I was pissed and um and I had to laugh about it and my body's in pain like you <laughs> know I spent after getting back from the d-rig about one in the afternoon and then um I sat there and fucking vegged out with TV and you know some Thai food. And, um, you know, I can't even get so, I can't even get comfortable on a sofa. Like I was hurting just sitting down or laying down. I went to bed about half nine last night and I slept until probably seven this morning. Again, you know, there's a good amount of hours to catch up, but I still feel on the back foot, you know? Yeah. This is gonna take a little while to recover from. So I'm grateful that, you know, I've got one more uh, festival in two weeks and that's it. I don't think I could do that. I actually kinda of want to go back to just being in the restaurant because it's way easier. It's way <laughs> I know, easier.
1: I know. I know. It's um it's it's completely different though, isn't it? Because like when you do something every day, for example being in a restaurant, it's the same you know, it's the same process, mm. same timings, absolutely everything. When you take that and transport it somewhere else with a slightly different menu but same concept but different hours and then it goes from a hundred people to a thousand yeah yeah you know it's it's, it's like it's hugely different
2: and you know from the flip of that there are people that would do festivals and then struggle in kitchens you know what I mean It's, it's the routine you get into a certain way of working um a certain fluidity of how you work as well and we could have made certain things easier we I think we we're a sucker for hard work sometimes <laughs> um but yeah it's just breaking that routine and then you notice it um but here yeah listen i'm all right other than that how are you <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no i'm good it's um it's been a bit of a weird one the last couple of weeks uh one of the Projects that I'm working on is uh, is becoming unnecessarily stressful because certain people can't be upfront, and I'm not a massive fan of people not being able to. Teach. Should you
2: be saying this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's probably not, but you know, it's being upfront, and it, and it just leads me towards a little bit more of that kind of uh, honesty and stress, and and you know, the hours and all of the time that you're putting into things. You know, if you find. Um, you know you're, when you're getting tired you you kind of will deliberately lean towards shortcuts and unhealthy decisions um and that's kind of what's been happening in this in one of these projects a lot of unhealthy decisions are being made because of overwork and tiredness and not thinking things through properly so you know like you sort of sitting there yesterday and and vegging out just eating thai food like it's not a it's not the healthiest decision, no. but it's that I'm tired. I just wanna, just wanna rest and chill. And I mean, don't get me wrong. If it was a proper made curry paste before you got it, the likelihood
2: is, mate, it wasn't. It was a takeaway. <laughs> and while like, there are some fantastic, There's
1: some lime in there, tire
2: takeaways out there, this wasn't one of them. And it, you know, you're right. You make the bad decision, but shit, no one cooks for me, yeah, so like I'm, I'm. Yourself. Huh? you've got to do that shit yourself of course and i am not you know exhaustion is it it's an amazing thing to um to go through because i don't think people really know what exhaustion is it's 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 rare mm. to get what that is uh but i've had it when i've opened certain restaurants and it's a numbness it's it's not to say that you're in a, a bad mood but I had it many years ago. I think we'd opened Rita's in uh, 2013. And um, we worked for like three months solid every day, being, uh, you know, the day off was a stock take anyway, so you're still getting up to do the thing. And I remember sitting at the um, dinner table. We broke up for Christmas. We took to like two weeks off for Christmas and stuff. So I sat at the, the dinner table having Christmas dinner and, you know, my sister, bless her, couldn't understand my behavior. Look, No, it wasn't even behavior. I was just like a zombie, you know? And, you know, she was upset. And I'm just like, look, it's nothing against me. I'm really happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here amongst family. And yet I feel that I can't contribute anything because it was, it was numbness. It was like yeah. this, as you declimatize to you know the, the the energy of everyone else you're not working you're not you know going at 100 miles an hour you, and then you're around people and you're just like I, I'm I don't know what to do I don't know what I can contribute your your brain takes a while to start functioning again and you, you can just I think I remember just staring at my food not not knowing that I should be eating it or otherwise you yeah. know and it was the same yesterday you know I just needed something I ne- I needed food my body was telling me I needed food but hell you know, just even picking just a from a <laughs> picking from an app, I'm just like, just send me food. Just someone feed me. <laughs> like I need that. Um, exhaustion. It's it's incredible. It's not something you, you should go through. But if anyone's gone through like real exhaustion, oh, excuse me, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. It's uh, it doesn't last too long, fortunately, and or maybe it doesn't last too long for me. No. There are definitely things I'm going to do today, like, you know, a whole day of resting yesterday, a long sleep last night. And then today, you know, just catching up on life admin and doing those things before yeah. tomorrow. I'm back in work, you know, I'm going to be doing that. So, uh, I, you know, I'll make sure that I bring in plenty of good things today just to kind of say, look, you know, balance yourself. Yeah, you're going to balance yourself out and get back into it. Um, but wow, that all comes with um,
1: with a discipline, though, doesn't it? you know you always hear um you know all of these hugely motiva- motivating all people you know uh, goggins for example you know he is like always focused it's, it's not for him it's not necessarily about um exhaustion or fitness levels or anything like that for him it's like a, a, a mental discipline mm. no matter how ill or up against it or any of these things There's, there, there are just certain things that he makes sure is done on a day to day and I'm, I'm pretty much 100% mm-hmm. sure that guy has also had a, a day where he's had to veg out and do nothing and you know I'm he, sure, he does his yeah, mean, fucking hypermarathons. Ain't sure. nobody like going out for a run after running 120 miles, are they? Well, that's,
2: I mean, and maybe that doesn't get said enough. It, it does in, like, bodybuilding. Rest days are so important because that's when, you, you know, your, your muscles are actually doing the work, you're recovering, you know, building. Um... I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think he's really inspiring, but you never hear him talking about rest days at all. <laughs> no, and it has no. to be, you know, in order to do your best work, you need to know when to find that balance. Yeah, I've been useless. You know, you're there as a body, making up the numbers and grafting and doing that, but I don't know if it's your best work. Too much rest, you're not going to do any work. Too little rest, you're not going to be. You're not going to be doing your best work. Um, but it's finding that balance it's finding something that says look I need to recharge I need to reset and then I can do this and wow I mean you know during the event on the weekend as well it's just like the the negativity that creeps into your mind (laughs) and I get it you know people in a lot of industries I don't I don't want this to focus on hospitality but I know it comes up in kitchens and restaurants with people but anything where you there's some kind of endurance you know those negative thoughts come through and you're telling yourself why am I doing this yeah. it's like it's got to be easier ways you're doing it because you actually love it do you know what I mean yeah. and you've yeah. just got to switch that little the inner bitch off and say <laughs> fucking get on with it do you know what I mean oh, and I tell myself bitch. all the time like you know just fucking get on with it and when you smash it when you finish that service, you're like, oh, my God, that was fucking great. But there's few people that get to do that. I mean, you know, there's the mindset seems to be changing a bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot. But it's just that to get to the end of something, to get to the end of a marathon, an ultra marathon or whatever it is, just to complete something that, you know, has taken up so much effort, the reward is there, you know, you're just like, wow. That's incredible, um, and that's why we do it, you know. Yeah. But you've got to, well, you've just got to get through that, that negative, you know, that, that those little voices that just start saying, look, "You're going to go down. You're going to go down hard. This is going to be tough." Well, and-
1: I had that last week actually, and, and it wasn't. Yes, it's completely, you know, separate from hospitality. You know, I had a, I had an exam retake on Saturday, and pretty much every bit of spare time that I had. Last week. Available to me. To revise. I was finding myself. Being a bitch. And proper procrastinating about it. And be like. Just. Just do something else. Just scroll through your phone. Or. You know. Be distracted by. You know. The hot chick. Walking down past you in the cafe. That you're just sort of sat at. <laughs> it's. It's. Like. I've, I've, I've full on. Had to give myself. Alright. Fucking bollocking. By Friday. I was like. I have. I've not done enough. For this. This week. So I, I went from you've not done enough to Mm. be alright. to no sort your fucking shit out because you need to pass this or your dumb ass has got a retake next year which is not a problem because if you're not ready if you're not fully ready for something you're not fully ready for something i mean i have i have adhd and it it shows more in those types of situations than anything sat down and doing exams i've pretty much never passed an exam in my life but um, coursework and communication and being able to share knowledge with someone I can do quite easily yeah. through conversation, <coughs> but reading stuff on a piece of paper, you know. And then it got to Saturday and I'm sitting on the train on the way up there and I'm still finding sort of excuses not to refresh yeah. and read and and then I, I you know I got there and I had a good hour and a bit beforehand went over everything and you know really really put effort into trying memorising some of this stuff and lo and behold a load of the stuff that I spent that time focusing on came up so I could be quids in with this one and done well, but (laughs) I was just being such a bitch about it all week and procrastinating and telling myself I can't do it or I'm not going to do it. Just settle for doing the retake. And then I was like, but I don't want to retake it. I've got Mm. things that I want to do. I want to get stuff done. I want to achieve stuff. And it's, and it's the long haul. It's not next week. It's not in six weeks time. It's, it's next summer when I have completed a full degree in nutrition and I can say, this is what all of the extra effort and the enjoyment's come out of, yeah. then, you know, it's worth it. But sometimes you do, you have to fucking drag yourself out and exhaustion will do that. You know, working on multiple tr- projects, working on multiple things at once, you, you know, your focus is being pulled pillar to post. And it's not just as simple as, as you say, it once was just running the section in the kitchen.
2: No, I, it's funny actually about that the, the kind of inner bitch voice. Um, I always find when I know, like let's say I'm doing, a the, the festival's a good example. So I know that I have commitments for four days on, or five yeah. days, whatever it is, for however long the, the festival, okay? So I can't do anything. And immediately I feel trapped that I can't, you know, go out and have some food somewhere to a restaurant. I can't go and do, go down to the gym or you know do, do certain things because I'm um, <laughs> I've got that four day five day one week two week commitment to something do you know what I mean yeah. and that's where that inner voice just starts you know taunting you just saying you're missing out you should be doing this you'd really like to do this and you're like shut <laughs> up please shut up <laughs> leave me alone I need to do I need to do my time and you know it's it's funny. I think just being aware of it, being aware that it's there and then just like, some, you know, shut up. Yeah. I've got to get through this. And you know what? Actually putting those rewards the other side, saying, look, by Sunday night, you can go and eat this. You can eat whatever you want. You can eat your Thai food. You can sit down and watch whatever it is on Netflix or what. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But And and that's, I guess, the carrot at the end of the stick that I do for all the periods of work now is just say, look, okay, I know I'm stuck. December's a good one actually isn't it for you know restaurants anyway that you know we know that it's going to be really busy from the kind of last week of November all the way through till you know mid mid December yeah you know three weeks of just like yeah full-on work that's it sweep things aside don't even entertain ideas of doing stuff just sweep them aside and focus and you'll get through it but then you know what I've got a holiday book to be on the beach in Goa from kind of, you know, Christmas all the way through January. And that's it. I work for that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I've got that coming. And it goes pretty quick. So I think you find whatever carrot you need.
3: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
2: Keep the inner bitch quiet. You've got that. Yep. Work towards that. Keep going. Head down. And, you know, you get through it. What's do? That?
1: it's do. Um, yeah, it touches on what I said a couple of weeks ago, didn't it, about ju- just being aware of certain things. You know, you're, when you've got these weekends, you are aware that you're going to be, everything's going to be physically and mentally demanding more than it was. So, you know, picking up on the, the fact that you are feeling shit today physically and <laughs> y- yesterday pretty shit physically and you just you're like you're aware that, that exhaustion's there you know these bits and pieces that you can implement back in but i think one of the things that we do and we, we both of us we, we know we've done it we've done it for years like you know we've put ourselves in a position where we've worked so hard ignored signs of exhaustion for so long that somebody has basically gone Oh, here's your hospital bed for a couple of weeks or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, walking pneumonia. I did it for stupidly for a trial years ago, you know, collapsed in after two weeks and was in hospital with a collapsed lung and you're just like why why am I ignoring this? Like why is why is that
2: overtaking that? But that's when we didn't know what we know. Yeah, it's true, yeah. And the thing is, we still put ourselves through it. Mm. But yeah, you're completely right. It's the awareness. It's knowing that, listen, I talk all day long about 12 pillars and how I need six of them in my life. But I know there are days, sometimes weeks, where I don't put any of them in there. Mm. I I know the way I'll be feeling towards the end of that. And as long as I'm aware of it and I'm checking in with myself, just saying, okay, right, it's getting back to that routine. It's getting back to them at some point. Like, I think I'm a strong enough person now to say, look, okay, I've got to go you know, work's a good example. I've, I've got like, a couple of weeks of craziness. I'm just going to put my head down. I'm probably not going to get to do any of those 12. Probably not only six. But maybe even if it's just two of them, which are just easy wins, like stay hydrated. All right, I can do that. Um, you know, it's just, the awareness it's the check in and it's saying like this is not a sustainable way of working but I know I'm strong enough to do it yeah yeah and yeah. I'm going to put excuse me <clears throat> and I'm going to put some space the other side for me to just get back into routine but that's being aware that I need those rest days the other side yeah. and no one's no one's contacting me do you know yeah. what I
1: mean I think when you're you know a little bit of something that a lot of people don't kind of realize is that when you are aware of these certain things the pressure's off and what i mean by that is that you know for you know a few weeks you might not be able to implement any of these things but you're not pressurizing yourself to you know force healthiness because if you you know if you if you pressurize yourself to do things on a daily basis just because it's healthy it's no longer healthy. It's like that fucking false positivity, isn't it? Yeah. You can, you know, if you keep telling yourself positive things over and over and over again, and not acknowledging a certain level of negativity that comes with that, you just give yourself like this false belief that everything's perfect when it's fucking not. And then your mind is blown when something tragic happens. You're not prepared. Yeah. But if you just like, rem- if you don't make this a pressurized thing and you're just like, I need to chill out every now and then and I can implement these things when I can you know it's like having a holiday isn't it like you know every January you go away you know one of the things I said to you earlier you know was that I'm looking at a holiday at the moment but do I do I look to somewhere that I've been before because I know that I just need a break rather than exploring or do I go and find you know somewhere that I've never been before because I know that I won't really rest. I'll go out and explore. And it's like,
2: I know I need the break. So it's a change of scenery. And actually just not, I mean, yeah, there are people that can lay on a sunbed and do that for two weeks solid, Yeah, however long. And there are people that just need the change of scenery and perhaps not to pick up a fucking email or WhatsApp. Can I point this out as well? I mean, we don't use WhatsApp to there's few people that I um, communicate with that don't use WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. and I w- <laughs> WhatsApp is the bane of my fucking life. I've always thought emails were. But WhatsApp now, man, I fucking turn the notifications off on that. I check in when I need to check in. I actually even put it on airplane mode so no one knows I'm fucking on. Yeah. I pick out the messages that I want to respond to. Da-da-da-da. Fire away. Get out of the app. Turn airplane mode back that's so, why well, I uh, have all the settings off so <laughs> I don't care whether
1: I can read when someone's read my message yeah. like I don't I, don't, I, don't, yeah, wanna, exactly. I don't, don't care like if I'm online I'm online quickly but for me it's the groups the groups so If you, add me to a
2: group moment. that's going on fucking mute immediately <laughs> immediately <coughs> if you need me to respond in a group come at me another way give me a call mm. but it's the worst thing and when people see that you've like answered a message, this is why I do the airplane thing and just tap in and out of the app, is because when people, you know, you answer one person, then you go on to the next message, so you're answering them. Oh, and the the first person's already responded. It's like, what you, was you waiting for me to fucking send that message? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People are so quick to do it. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not go, we're not going to go down that one. I'm going to wait another twenty four hours to get back to you on that. Yep. Fucking fuck WhatsApp. Honestly, I know
1: when you're on holiday, the last thing you need is that shit popping up. Oh, fucking holiday!
2: (laughs) Nothing like I, I barely, I only carry my phone for like photos and look at the time. Do you know what I mean? So there's two things I need to, there's two (laughs) things I need to invest in. It's a fucking camera and a watch (laughs) because I, you know, I think Jordan Peterson said, listen, these things are not phones. They're anything but a phone. Yeah. And and it's true, it's like, you know, this is just this intrusive device that has made its way into our lives and we have so much dependency on it. But I think I'm just, I'm making real efforts to not have it on me at all. In fact, I have it on um, like focus mode, but that mode that for yeah. you yeah, kind of do like not, disturb. not disturb. So I actually turn my phone on at 10 o'clock in the morning and then at about six o'clock, seven o'clock, it goes off. Mm-hmm. So anything, you know, people can contact me, but I'm not gonna be, you know, checking emails, I'm okay. not gonna be checking messages outside of those times. Like, so, you know, unless it's like a family member, or sort of, you know, close friend, then. yes, yeah, what I do. still, I'm like, you know, does this, <laughs> does this message need an answer now, mm-hmm. or can I just do it when I'm back in the office? Well, I
1: have it, and I only, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> I'm saying this out loud now, <laughs> But I only ever really tell a few people that in an emergency they're saved into the favourites kind of bit on the phone so that it bypasses the do not disturb Yeah. everything else 10 o'clock like it, you know iPhone calls it bedtime reminder or whatever yeah, 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 but it's you know do not disturb goes on at 10 o'clock yeah. and I don't receive notifications for anything it. unless I'm remote. interested in having a conversation or if there's an emergency but I won't get the text message notification.
2: You have to call me. If it's an emergency, you call. Otherwise. but that's the way (laughs) I look at it, like, you know, if we had a house phone, (laughs) like we used to, if anyone needed you and it was emergency, you call at certain hours. But, you know, it's about finding your sacred time. And this comes, you know, this is a big part of rest. It's just not having these devices that, you know, just continuously put us on edge. Do you know what I mean? that's not rest that's you you know your mind waiting for something to happen or you know someone putting their a question or something their bit of anxiety they're transferring it over to you and now it's in your head it's like that's not going to help you rest Do you know what I mean so actually having a way more discipline around phones certainly when I'm on holiday and if there are things like a camera and a fucking watch that I can actually invest in to you know keep that in the fucking hotel safe then even better do you know what i mean
1: that's it i mean i've even gotten to that point now where i really try unless it's something i want to take a picture of like even even going out to dinner i make a real conscious effort to make sure my phone doesn't leave my pocket unless you know i'm in a really nice restaurant and the food is good and i take a picture of each course but other than that like I don't. You won't see it upside down on on the fucking
2: restaurant table. Mm. It's
1: that's in the way for someone pouring glass and put my cutlery down. But
2: it's a weird. I mean, you know, the taking of photos in restaurants. I'd I, I'd like to take it for. In most places, just because you know, it's just mm. reference points and stuff like that. I tend mm. not to worry about taking a perfect picture anymore because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to post it. Mm. Uh, but it's it's nice to have those reference points. But yeah, I think um. I totally agree. Just actually being present with the person that you're... That you're there with, you're, yeah. You're there with.
1: Yeah, otherwise you just appear to have little to no interest. and Or somebody can't read you. You know, do you remember, like, conversations were always quite easy to be able to read people. Yeah. But these days, it's just like, oh, so you're not interested. These <laughs> Are
2: these your, these your Tinder? Um, <laughs> Tinder. <yeah>. No, no, actually, <laughs> no. It's
1: just generally... You, you, you go out for lunch meetings as well, don't you? I like, have... I'm having so many of them at the moment and there's always that, oh, I just need to take this or I just need to do that. It's like, we've got 45 minutes. I don't want to drag this out. So let's have the conversation put your fucking phone down. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah.
2: Um, have a real conversation yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the devices, I mean, they are just so intrusive. And I don't think for all the things that they sell us, you know, with these things, that we have no increased um, quality of life. It's actually made life worse for so many people. Do you know what I mean? Because we're always on, we're always switched on, we're always checking and we're always looking and man, you know, the more stuff they try and fucking sell, uh, (laughs) you know, in their new fucking uh, iOS updates and we can do this and you can do that. It's just like, no, you're just making my life worse. I'm becoming a technophobe. I'm, getting people to do technology and I, I'm pretty smart with technology like I do know yeah. it, but I'm just getting people to do it for me because I just I don't want to entertain it you know <laughs> I want to do old thing I just want I to cook around a fire you know just sit around a fire watching the flames you know that's what I want to do I don't yeah. want to fucking sit on much Instagram and fucking you know look at other people's bullshit lives you know create like your own a here's the funny like thing it. actually is, this, <laughs> <laughs> is the funny thing about doing like festivals and or you know having a restaurant and stuff and i don't want this to sound fucking shitty but i'm still gonna say it but it's of like you know the, doing a lot of events this summer and there's all the content creators there's all the influencers that come out and they're taking pictures like you know what I'm creating a fucking restaurant. I'm creating a brand. I'm creating these things. This is the ultimate in fucking content. create. I'm creating content for you mm. to create content. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, and I don't fucking post half as much as I probably should about, you know, my brands and, and, you know, what I do because I'm fucking too busy. I'm too busy creating real life content. Do you know what I mean? That's a little rant. I needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> <you feel> <laughs> I've had so many fucking cameras <laughs> shoved enough? in my face over the weekend. And, you know, uh, and then you get tagged in everything. and Other people's, you know, we went here and we ate this. and uh, Great. It's good. But I don't think they're, I don't even think they're half invested in the food that you're actually eating. They just want to take a photo of it. I went to an, an opening of something a few weeks ago. I'll, I'll remain nameless on this, but they were sending out the food and Every influencer was just gathering around. I'm fucking sitting there hungry. I've been starving on my, you know, yeah. myself all day to go to this opening, and I definitely won't be going to anymore. Uh, so the food come out, and then all the influencers around just taking photos of the food on the tray. I'm just like, can I please eat a fucking bow? Like, <laughs> that was a bow. It was a bow place. <laughs> um,. Don't know can either I either. just can I just go <laughs> one of those fucking things? And they weren't bringing out half as much food, so I had to share a, like a, a bowl with someone. It was like, let's get out of it. Let's go and eat some proper food. But um, yeah, it was just one of those things where like yeah, fucking the, the rise of the influencer and fucking taking photos of everything. It's just like, no, it's
1: like just... but it's weird because do they even like it?
2: That's what I mean. It's not even about whether they came to eat the food. I mean, I'm so grateful to everyone that came and ate the food over the weekend and that comes to the restaurant and eats the food. And of course, I'm super you know, grateful that people you know want to take pictures and post about it. But when the pictures become more important than actually eating the food, mm. I love those photos that people put of their empty plates saying, actually got too excited and ate the food yeah. and didn't take any pictures. I'm like, yeah yeah that's that. me <laughs> that's me, that me. i've Faint done that me. i won't shame people for fucking taking f- photos of food I, you know I, I i do that myself i post a bit but not too much but i just like that for reference it's a memory you know we take pictures of everything so why shouldn't we you know if food is so good then why shouldn't we take pictures of food like there shouldn't be any like you know embarrassment or shaming around that but fuck me when you know people are just taking pictures of food to create content and they're not really interested in eating then go fuck yourselves you know what I mean Um, obviously uh, if you want to reach out to Andrew and speak to him about this see (laughs) don't message him on Instagram phone him I'm clearly um, (laughs) I'm clearly in need of one more day's rest (laughs) it's
1: the grumpy bear it is I mean like you obviously you just touched on it with food but it's how do you feel? The weekend has actually impacted your nutrition, even though it could, because you you know you mentioned you were still you still stuck to that routine of all of the bits that you take in the morning, your supplements, all of these things. But you know, a child <coughs> course a you know small change in diet for the weekend, more physical activity, like all of that stuff. Do you think it's just the rest?
2: A lack of rest that switched it switched it all out, or yeah, I mean diet wise, I I was eating just like you know, not loads actually at all, but because I'm cooking lamb and I'm cooking pork belly, like I'd have little slivers here and there. It really wasn't that much over the course of the weekend. You could count, sorry, you could hold a small amount in the palm of your hand, and that would have been all I ate over the weekend, and then. Someone broke open some old uh, sausage rolls that we had. We always take, like, to the events, you always take, like, a little tuck box of, you know, supermarket greatest hits, picnic things, and, you know, absolute trash. (laughs) Absolute shit. And um, I think... I think... We've got to get on top of doing things that are. Uh, I mean, we take fruit. We, t- you know, there's always some good things amongst it, but there's also some Percy Pigs and Pringles and that kind of shit as well. And listen, I'm not there to tell people they've got to eat healthy. Um, I try to limit what I, you know, touch of the, all that. But you know, sometimes you just need sugar. You crave like this is a, the big thing from the weekend is that we had some Percy Pigs. Actually, they were like fake Percy pigs. They were the another brand, um, and you know, just uh, having one or two of them. When I say that, I mean about six. Uh, it was just so <laughs> needed. Like I never have sugary drinks, but even a can of Coke was just like fuck. So it was the sugar I was missing. Yeah, um, I, and
1: well, it, it dips hydration. Out. It dips out. Like you, you don't realize it, but obviously a sugar craving is not necessarily um a sugar craving but it does mean that you're you're hungry that your body's missing something that it needs something and if you're not drinking water, water properly on top of that like you're stood in front of three grills yeah for, for four
2: days with the sun belting down the sun as well.
1: belting down on you well
2: do you know what actually that the, the, the friday i had a lot of painkillers like it was painful cooking yeah. do you know what I mean and, and you know I, I shouldn't admit this really because people would say you're fucking mad <laughs> <laughs> this is not promoting like you know cooking in any good light but you know I I was doing something quite extreme by being by the three grills and manning yeah. them do you know what I mean but yeah I took about three rounds of painkillers and when, even when I got in bed I had more because I I, I, I was too my body was hurting too much to sleep yep. do you see what I mean next day though so the Saturday, we were drinking a lot. We, we went out and got Lucasade. Oh, I yeah. didn't take any pa- painkillers at all, all day. And I felt way more hydrated. And I stopped drinking Lucasade a long time ago. Like there's, it promotes itself as a health drink and it definitely isn't. But the original flavor one, i still kind of, you know, nostalgic about that guy. I mean, I remember them being in glass bottles wrapped in plastic. Oh fucking, do you know what I mean? I I have nostalgia for that. Um... And I really welcomed these bottles. And so I chugged like a massive fucking, you know, litre bottle of it. And I felt great all day. Like, great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In quotation marks, you know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's got a load of
1: shit in it. But actually, it's, you know, it's it's a drink designed specifically to give fuel to athletes. hmm. So, yes, there are some, a lot of stuff in it that's bad for you. But actually, yeah, if you... Missed out the day before on a load of stuff, and then you had a Lucas Day the following day. You're getting shit yeah. in there that your body wants and needs.
2: It was amazing, actually, the the difference in it. And it, you know what? You just said it, athletes. It's, it's a drink for athletes, and I've said this in a bunch of different uh, talks that I've done uh, over the years with uh, chefs and mental health and stuff. But it's it's crazy because you know here I was, someone that drank and took a lot of drugs for most of my career you know Mm. and I didn't rest up and I was partying all the time and yet you know cooking is such a physically and mentally demanding job why we never look after ourselves like athletes do you know what I mean And, and it wasn't until a few years ago that I just started changing that and you know but that's where these pillars came from is that you know it was largely trying to think about the way athletes or get inspired by athletes and how they you know bring certain routines into their lives it's like okay, well maybe I should have done that a long time ago. And <laughs> someone to say yeah, of course, yeah. It makes sense. It's like well, you you never really think about it when you're you're in a kitchen and you, you know, you 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 first come into kitchen life. Do you know what I mean? You just do what everyone yeah. else is doing, and no one's really looking after themselves. No,
1: I mean you know you're absolutely right to use athletes as a. I mean this is a pretty spot on al- a- analogy, isn't it? At the end of the day, they're they're prepping for a competition. We're prepping for service. Yep. You know, so why would you not? You know, and, and service is the most important part of the day because that's actually when you're getting the most feedback from all of the work that you're doing. So, why would you not be ready for it physically? I, well, I, I
2: mean, I'd, I'd argue that there are times where, certainly with kitchen life, then it's, it's more than what athletes are doing because we're doing it six, seven days a week sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The hours are way longer. You know, a game of football's ninety minutes. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, I see.
1: Yeah, you're fourteen to you know three-hour services a week. But you know, there's if a, a there's breakfast. a big
2: difference. There are there <laughs> there are easy places to work. There are you know grueling places to work, and um, it, it is a huge difference. I mean, that's a, a sweeping statement. But I think, in any case. We, if we thought about ourselves as athletes, we treated ourselves as athletes and did, you know, uh, even took recommendations on what athletes do and bring into their lives. And and I'm not just focusing on being chefs here. I'm just talking about any kind of endurance work, anything that we do. If we thought more like athletes, then we, you know, we give ourselves the tools to get through <laughs> a shift a little well, easier. That's
1: it. I mean, and, you know, I. <sighs> something that we'll, we'll touch on a little bit, actually, further down the line than this week. But um, we've got, um, you know, as hospitality and chefs are still predominantly male-orientated, um, you know, we get to our age range and everything that we've done, everything that we've not done really starts to play a huge impact. So, you know, that kind of men's health area in terms of exhaustion and stuff something that will uh, will unpack further down the line but if we're not looking after ourselves to begin with when we start our careers in anything that we're doing physically mentally is going to have a huge impact in 15 20 years time but that's i and mean you're not thinking about it because you're not thinking 20 years ahead and it you know it is a dangerous game to sort of plan that far ahead sometimes but it's that in the present moment Tomorrow, I need to be healthy enough to do this, so I need to look after myself today to do
2: tomorrow. Well, that's you know from our lived experiences, and you know certainly through my mistakes, uh, we've 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 talked with things like pilot light. We've done these talks and you know told people how to do things differently because we've made the mistakes. We've you know we've had that lived experience, and all I can ever tell people that work for me now. Is just give them those little bits of advice that no one ever gave us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And why, well, you know, hospitality—it's a strange one. I <laughs> it's it's not an easy job, and we've we talk about that. You know, we always talked about that Bruce Lee quote of like, "Don't pray for an easy life. Yeah. Pray for the strength to get through a, a, a difficult, difficult one." And for that, I mean, that's a mindset thing, you know. Just having the tools to, you know, dig deep and have longevity within the industry is what we need. And if, if people that were, um, you know, just starting out as chefs would come through my kitchens, it, it's just so I'd say, look, like, you know, if you want to listen to, them, if you want to hear what I have to say, I've, you know. I've made a lot of mistakes and here's what I would do differently. If I started again, yep. here's how you need to, it. I wouldn't say how you need to do it. I would recommend you do it, but I think everyone's got to find what works for them. And some people have to make the mistakes as well. Um, but I'd love for people to adopt a different strategy because, you know, and if anything, this isn't just hospitality, it's any kind of, you know, hard work, um, any tough job. It's just like, you know, thinking uh, a little bit outside the box about how to approach it and not just do it the way it's always been done yeah yeah absolutely
1: well mate should we let you get some rest
2: yep (laughs) i'm gonna go back to bed (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll speak to you next week cheers brother